I took a... I popped like four Benadryls before I got here. I've been hallucinating this whole time. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the 20th episode of Screenshots. That's a big deal. Tw- 20. That's pretty incredible. I don't bet you didn't realize you, you fantastic co-host you. No time to 20. No time to 20. No 20 time. No 20 time. Okay. You're so good at this. Um, welcome back, guys. Uh, if you want to know the rules to our drinking game podcast, go ahead and take a look at the description for all the rules and how to play along if you'd wish. Um... This is Timmy Yasek, Johnny Cruz. My name is Mark Trevino. Johnny, what's it making? All right, first ding it and uh, take a drink because you said welcome. Okay, that word's being retired. That word's being retired immediately. Just, <laughs> all, right. all right, so no time to die. It was after Venom came out. Before Venom came out, uh, Box Office Pro and a lot of other projections had it uh, making about somewhere between 45 to 65 million opening weekend. Then Venom came out and beat its projections by 20 million, ended up making uh, 90 million. So people thought, oh, is James Bond going to be the, ne- the first movie to break 100 million opening weekend post pandemic? And I was hoping it would. Um, so uh, 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 Box Office Pro, the updated projection was around 70 to 105 million opening weekend. Um, a precise projection of 84 throughout the three-day weekend. Um, and that would be awesome if it made that because it would have uh, been the highest... If it made 84, it would have been the second highest grossing behind Skyfall, which made uh, but James Bond movie behind Skyfall, which uh, which made $88 million. Um, But after the $6 million Thursday uh, night uh, previews, it made six. Six six point three million dollars. It's not. It's not. Now eyeing a fifty-five to sixty, sixty-five million dollars domestic opening, which is pretty good. It would be the if it makes sixty. Let's say it makes sixty-five. It's going to be thir- the third in the franchise. No, it'd be fourth in the franchise. That Casino Royale made forty million. Quantum of Solace had sixty-seven million. Skyfall eighty-eight million. Spectre seventy million. So it's still a solid opening opening weekend, you know, especially because of the pandemic. It's still pretty good. It, it probably won't make its money back yeah, unless, the, the unless question, it has really good legs. It won't make it because it needs it needs to make nine hundred million dollars for its opening. Uh, the question for, uh, was: gross. Is it a nine hundred million dollar movie? Right? Yeah. But I don't know. I hope it. I mean, I hope it. I mean, Skyfall made a billion. That's how much they spent on it. No, 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 no. But they have to break even on it because what they did. The budget oh, was like the, 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 yeah, because the, the budget the budget was two fifty, and then they kept delaying it, which ballooned their marketing budget. Oh, okay. So now it so, um, so anyway, so that's all the. the I think I think and to, I think uh, a good spot for it to land domestically would probably be between <laughs> one hundred and fifty million to two hundred million domestically. And maybe another two hundred million worldwide. So it's it's already made without the U.S. about one hundred and thirty million worldwide, or one hundred and twelve, or something like that. So I think it's it, I think it's capable of breaking four hundred or five hundred, may, and maybe at most six hundred, which I hope it does. But um, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of words. I that's the most disgusting thing I've ever drank in my life. I know I had. What was it? It's the. Uh, I'm not drinking that. Raz, uh, whatever. I'm anyway, that coffee. So I guess we can uh, let's move forward with the is this a nine hundred million dollar movie, guys? What do you think? What do you mean? Do you do you think it does? Yeah, do, do you think it deserves nine hundred million dollars? Without COVID being a thing, do you think this was a nine hundred million? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, if COVID 100%. didn't happen, it would have had a hundred million dollar weekend easily. Think so? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. And, and how long before it would hit nine hundred million? Uh, a couple months. A couple months. Well, no, it would, I don't pro- know it would how long probably be. It probably be. It probably takes somewhere. After like, I don't know, because that's tough. Because it wouldn't, I don't know. It'd probably take because the end of Skyfall's run, it was around a one point one billion, and mo and from it to get to a billion to one point one is probably just as long as it took to get it to a billion because it get the uh, it gets smaller returns every time. So I'd probably I don't know like three weeks, maybe three weeks, a month. And, uh, and and you're and you're definitely like this would have been a solid nine hundred million. You think that's well, the maximum? Well, it would Skyfall make? made one point one. Spectre made eight seventy, I think, or eight thirty something like around there. And I think it, I think it definitely could have t- would have topped Spectre because especially since this is the last one. Um, yeah, I think it would have landed somewhere between Skyfall and Spectre. Skyfall and Spectre. So, what did you think of it? I okay, so I this is the second. And out of every single James Bond movie that's ever existed, this is only the second one I've ever seen. Uh, the the first one I saw was Skyfall. Um, this was an amazing movie, an amazing movie in my in, in my opinion. And I, you know, at first when I when I when I was watching it, I was kind of afraid that I was going to do really bad. 
um, because everyone's expectations were high. And they put out so many trailers because it's been such a long wait. Everyone was making jokes where it's like, I wonder how much of the movie is going to be left over after seeing so many trailers. Because they kept having to make new ones, right? So I was afraid this was going to let everybody down. And like I said, I'm not the biggest fan. So, you know, you can take it with uh, me not being the biggest fan, yet also expecting it to be shitty. But I really liked it. The guy next to me, uh, we were talking. He's maybe in his 50s, 60s. He, he's been watching. He said he's, he was talking to me. said he watched all the James Bond movies growing up. And um, he loved this, too. Like, we were bonding. It was like, fuck, it was awesome. I liked it. What, what about you? I, I loved it. It was really good. It was really good. Yeah. I was nervous going in. Long wait for it. Yeah, how long was the wait? When was it supposed to come out? Eighteen months ago. Well, the original, the, ori- the original yeah. release, because Danny Boyle was supposed to direct it. We did like Train Spotting, and uh, that was it was supposed to come out in November twenty nineteen. But after they switched directors, they postponed it to April twenty twenty, and then pandemic hit. They postponed it to November twenty twenty, and then they postponed it again to April twenty twenty one, and then postponed it again to. I think yesterday. the total from. Release date to original release date was eighteen months. Well, it's two years. Eighteen months. Original re- original release date was November. Well, 2019. not original 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 with this director. Oh, with this director? Yeah, I think it's eighteen. Uh, okay, months. yeah. Wow. Um, but I would say I think like people say like I was talking to my sister how I liked it and I I told her I think the best way to say it, it's good like it's good, but it's complicated. That that good because there's a lot of contradictory stuff about it, a lot of mixed feelings I have about stuff, but at the end of the day, no matter where I sort up myself out and all the feelings I had about it, I'll probably always end up around. It's really good because part of my, part of me just doesn't want to, it doesn't not want to, I don't want to not like it. So part of me kind of gives it a little leeway because I want to like it so much. But I think a lot of the things of controversy, controversy around this movie is that there is genuine, genuine criticisms to say this doesn't feel like a James Bond movie at some times or, the, or they're straying uh, too far from Bond. But I think those criticisms have weight. I don't think the criticisms about, oh, they hired uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge to, to wokeify the script or whatever. It's like all of that, all that talk about it, it turns out, hey, it's not true at all. They, they didn't do that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I think that when people say, because like, the reason why this sometimes this doesn't feel like a James Bond movie is – because since James Bond is a character who's supposed to exist basically perennially, and he's never his story is never really supposed to end, um, the fact that this is the first time we actually have a definitive iteration of a James Bond that's having his own start and end, to end a James Bond a James Bond's story is something that's never really been done before. And I I think since they're going through untrammeled territory, no matter where they went into ending his story, it wouldn't feel like Bond because it's the first time his story is ending. And I think they I think they navigated it. Uh, they probably could have done it a little bit better, I think. Really? But I think they navigated it as well as they probably should have given like the constraints they were under and, and stuff like that. I think it was as good as it could be given what they had. And I think, but I, I still think... It is. A, it feels like a, there's there's parts of it where it doesn't feel he doesn't feel like James Bond. Well, can you explain that to me? What do you mean he, it doesn't feel like James Bond? Because I don't okay, understand. So if, especially the Daniel Craig one. I, I'm Without going off spoilers. Obviously, yeah, no, I'm going off the Daniel because I haven't seen any of the old ones actually, but I've seen like thirty first thirty minutes of Goldfinger. But when I when I have the feeling of this James Bond, right? Yeah. He, he doesn't feel like this James Bond because if you look at him, he's way more quip, quippy in this. I think the humor is misplaced a lot. Okay. Um, and there's like so. Let's say we're let's say we're watching Quantum of Solace, right? If he had somebody hostage, and uh, was trying to get them on a plane or something, like come on, let's go, like a, basically an evil guy trying to get him off on a plane, he wouldn't say anything. The guy's like, I'm not getting on that plane. He would just punch him in the face and throw him in and not say a word. But in this one, since they had some weird humor to this, it was a lot more quippy. Um, in this one, it's it's James Bond going, come on, yes, 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 we don't, yes, it's a plane's the best we got. Let's get in now. Like he was trying to be all. It felt like. An SNL parody of James Bond at some times. Mm. Yeah, the no, way he, the, the way his mannerisms mannerisms were, it, it I I think but I, I don't know if that's Daniel I feel Craig's like that's fault. that's really look like I keep saying didn't watch the other ones I feel like that's a, a a real big not big but it's it's real critical nitpick because I if if I any, mean, anyone knows me about any kind of movies I hate 
when they bring in uh, humor like that. Like one of the reasons why I, I, I kind of am tired of watching Marvel movies is because of that humor. I I can't watch a lot of DC movies anymore because they're bringing that like that quippy humor. I can't stand it. Yeah, I was afraid. It was gonna be that too much. They were gonna they were put, gonna Marvelify it. Yes, I was so afraid. A little and, bit. And but. I didn't feel that way. They did it modestly. I mean, you can nitpick the movie all you want, but it was good. I'm not going to complain. Yeah. Like, they ended it well. There's, uh, like, nitpick yeah. it all you want. Yeah, I got a, one question. Why Why would you go, like, so anyway, guys? <laughs> how many times have you been on the show? Like, 18? There you go, just like that. How did, I, you, how did you guys feel about the villain? Safin. Lucifer Sa- Satan. That's uh, Ram- Rami Malik. I don't. Was he in any of the other ones? No, no, no. Um, so it's we've got a couple more minutes, so we'll keep going with no spoilers. But it's hard for me to have an opinion about him. I, I, I enjoy. I, 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 I think they did a really good job for the amount of screen time he had. I think I, I actually really enjoyed it because he did a good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the writing. Um, well, I think he, I think he does a good job in everything I, I've seen him in, which, which isn't much, but, uh, I think he does a great job, but I actually, I'm not upset by the amount of screen time he's had. Um, I, and, and I, I don't have a problem with the writing. Um, maybe some things with, uh, with, uh, the dialogue or something, sure, but I actually liked how, uh, how often he was in the film because it made me remember um, if this is Daniel Craig's last James Bond movie, let's make it about Daniel Craig and his relationship to James Bond. So I wasn't really upset about the screen time of the villain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you get me for? You said last. Okay. Um, Tim, what did you? How about this? Did you understand Safin's motivation? I did. Because I couldn't add, I I could explain it. Oh, I mean, we'll, we'll explain in spoilers later. But. Like in the end of the, towards the end of the movie, yeah. Okay, it made a lot more sense. At the beginning, I was like, "Where where did this guy come from?" Like like it was. A, I feel like they took a while to tie it into right where he came from and how he's related to all the other. Also, this in the last fucking three mo- or two movies. This is the first James Daniel Craig's James Bond movie where it opens with a prologue without James Bond in it. Every well, all, every every first scene of the Daniel Craig uh, Bond movies, he's always in the first scene. Spoilers in Casino Royale, um, he uh, it's black and white, and he kills his first guy to become a double O agent. That's um, cool. And then the second one, it opens right after it opens with a car chase with him in it, and then Skyfall it opens with him in the hall as he in uh, he steps into frame. He's in the first shot. And then Spectre, it opens with him in Mexi- or Mexico, I think. Or no, some Latin American country. But um, but in this one, they cut to like a uh, somewhere in the past, but when he's not in the first scene. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that. I, I, I wouldn't know that. So, right. um, what, what, so what are your overall thoughts? Listen, I, I, I'm going to keep saying it again and again and again. I thought it was an amazing movie. Like, yeah. I, I was, listen, and... For those of you who have seen the movie, not for the reasons you think, my jaw was dropped just because I thought, listen, the crescendo at the end was phenomenal. Um, and, 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 you know, that's probably a lot of what we're going to talk about. But I think the entire painting, the entire movie put into one little capsule, I was like, wow, this is good. Like, yeah. this this is really good. Um, I had I, all the problems I thought I'd have about the movie, which some of them I, I said already, I didn't have any of them. I didn't have one of them. I thought it was a really good movie. I did. Tim? Uh, great movie. I can't complain. Like I said, you can nitpick it all you want, but I have no complaints. Well, I'm not, I'm not nitpicking it, I don't think. I don't think... I think there are I mean, flaws there's in stu- There's stuff we'll, we'll nitpick later. Well, you know, you noticed, know what? Something one of our last episodes uh, TJ said, which was a really good way of explaining uh, the nitpicking thing. He's like... I'm not going to give people credit for trying. It's either you did or you did not when he was talking about Marvel movies. Right. Um, so I feel like that's a good way to, when we talk, if we're talking negatively about this movie for any reason, we can't just give it credit for trying. We actually have to be like, okay, so this is what you did right or yeah. wrong in our opinions. So yeah, I understand that. I would say I really enjoyed it. I would give it, I would give it credit for uh, 
going through un, uncharted territory in terms of Bond, with Bond's character that we haven't seen before. I think they handled it well with some flaws. And I think the heart of the movie really worked uh, on an emotional level between the characters. Um, I think it's a ballsy, it's a ballsy movie. Mm. I, I give it credit for that too, but also I like it a little bit more than I probably would have if I wanted, if I, I wanted to like it so much. So I probably adds a couple of points to it. The fact that I wanted to like, cause it's his last one. And you know, um, I would say, so out of, <laughs> on a scale of one to 10 hours, how much time do you have to die? But wouldn't, is, is more time out of good 10. or less time good? More time is good. Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. That's a good one. I I give this a ten. I'm gonna go a ten. Do you think this is a perfect movie? Mm-hmm. Here's about well, no, let's, but say, let's say you give it a ten, right? Okay, yeah. And then next week we go see an, uh, we go see Halloween Kills, and you like it better than James Bond. A number can't represent that because the highest you can go is ten. I mean, it was well, better than this. Venom. This is all superfluous. These number ratings. No, it's not. It kind of is. All right. Um, I give it. I'll I'll give it a seven seven eight because seven point eight. For now, I give it a ten. Guys, keeping in mind, like I keep saying, I've seen only one other one of these. Right. So when I walked into the theater, I thought I was gonna be lost. I thought I wasn't gonna have a good time because I wasn't gonna be able to keep up with the story. None of this shit fucking mattered. This shit was good. Like I I went in because I wish all movies started and happened. Like if they made another uh, James Bond. I'd want it to start just like this, where it's in the middle of a story. We have no idea what the last five movie or four movies were, because <laughs> I actually thought this was really good, even if it was the beginning. You know, like, I, I really liked it, so I'm giving it a ten. Okay, welcome back, guys. We had technical difficulties somehow. It's by technical difficulties, uh, uh, technical difficulties, not with the soundboard, but in Mark's brain. No, I surely don't know how it got muted. Uh, you anyway. probably clicked it when Johnny I, was I had annoying. To. What were we talking? Anyway, about? when I, if I had to rank them, I would say. Casino Royale is definitely my favorite. Still, I actually like Quantum of Solace a lot. I don't. I. I. I, I haven't seen that one. That's the. That's the one everybody's like. Oh, it's the shittiest one. But I actually like. And it. I haven't seen I think, Casino Royale. I think. No. I think I like this for now because I just saw. It. I think I like it a little bit better than Quantum of Solace because it. I was very moved by it, which I haven't been with all these other movies. With I wasn't. As, I was more moved with this one than I had than I was was with all the other ones. So I would say Casino Royale. No Time to Die, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, Spectre. Spectre's the only one I don't like. I like all of them. Spectre was okay. I, I wish I had an opinion on any Sky, of that. Skyfall is what made me fall in love with it when I saw that in theaters. That's what I was like so Skyfall's happy. That I actually made, didn't like the ending of Skyfall. When I watched Skyfall and then I was like, oh, they're, and then I heard they were having two more movies. So I was like, oh, yay. And then what was it? Skyfall was what, 2012? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's been fucking that, almost 10 years since Skyfall. Well, yeah, it's been... Fifteen years since yeah, Casino well. Royale. Uh, so we gave our ratings. Let's go into a spoiler review in three, two, one. The name's Bond. James Bond. Johnny cried. I teared up too. But Johnny, Johnny, full on. Look, I look over and Johnny I, was tears. There's only like four, I think that's when I'm gonna cut it. <laughs> there's maybe only four or five movies that I've cried at in my life. Forrest Gump, Roll the Quarry, and the Garp. Uh, uh, Benjamin Button. I'm sure there's a, a few others, but this is the first time I've ever cried in a movie theater. And at the end, like I, I, I was actually crying. Like te- I had to wipe tears. I because I, I just rewatched all the movies with my parents this week, and I thought oh, such a bummer, man. I was like, fuck. I was actually really pleased that you you cried because it, it made the situation real. Like you know what, this is like an actually touching moment. Like that was really, uh, yeah, that I, was really sweet. I was upset when he. When oh, he, can you? Uh, yeah, what for? You said you said dies. What? He said die. You said dies. Uh, I was I, waiting because I didn't want to be like, oh. Okay, I'm gonna murder you when the show's over. So Keep talking. Um, I and that's a, I think that's a and this is the first time James, this is the first time James Bond has ever died on screen, right? Yeah. And I think they go well. James Bond. This isn't James Bond because he doesn't die. Like he. You know, I think it's a very, very risky choice to have him die. And I think that no matter how they did it, it was always going to be controversial. Oh, yeah. I think it's a ballsy move. But I think if you look at the arc of this character, for this James Bond, I think it's a proper ending for his character, even though I would have liked for him to just ride off into the sun with, uh, with uh, his family. 
I think it was a fitting end for this James Bond that lines up with the rest with his previous movies and stuff like that for this yeah. character. I, I and like I said, I I haven't seen the other movies, but that ending, this base because when I saw Skyfall, man, I was like. You know, fourteen or something, and like I wouldn't. I was, even, I was blown away by I, that. Movie. I wasn't even really watching it. I was like hanging out with like a whole bunch of. There was like forty of us. Well, I saw it. I saw it in IMAX theaters. Oh no, I so was like blown away. By I that saw movie. it in a cafeteria. Like I didn't <laughs> even really watch it. Um, so seeing this basically as my first James Bond movie, that ending, I was like, that was like wow, this is this is good. This is like that was incredible. I'm really happy they did that, and I do want to bring something up. Uh, and and let's let's go through the, all the motions again because I don't want anyone to miss the conversation we had before. Um, so in the movie, uh, let's explain the, what the bad guy does real quick. Um, with the the uh, the robot things, the little robot things. So he uses plants, right? What's his uh? I'm not trying what to. Are you I'm talking not talking about the guy uses no, plants to has, like. No, he just has. Poison. Oh, he just has. No, he just oh, has a poison garden. Then, that was his dad's. Oh, poison okay. Because I thought he used the plants to a- attach to the to no. the uh, no. uh, shit. But um, when he stabbed James Bond in the face with that vial, um, which made him James Bond basically poisonous to his family. Didn't he smack him. He smacked him. Yeah, he smacked he, him. He he, he uh, poisoned James Bond with. I'm gonna say the word because it's nanobots. I don't have it. Ding me. Um. Uh, he he uh, he poisoned James Bond with nanobots that are uh, coded to be lethal to a specific DNA, which is the DNA of um, Madeline, Madeline Swan. So he can't go near his daughter and Madeline Swan, or else he'll kill them. And so the re- and, and because that happened, I you guys maybe before may, might have disagreed a little bit with with my assumption, but I, I assume they wrote that in where he uh, got. Attacked with the nanobots. Yes, yeah, it's a sugar. It's a sugar. He happens wor- to all where he got a, he got a, he got uh, the nanobots went into his blood, and um, now he's basically poisonous to his family. This is a full shot, right? Yeah, it's a full shot. And now he's basically poisonous to his family. I thought the writers did that because they wanted to give James Bond a choice between living lonely, like he's been doing for his entire life, or finally allowing himself to die. Mm-hmm. I think that choice is what made I'm, the ending so beautiful. Not once you explained it before, I understand why. And then when you're like, even though like in the movie time, the way they did it, there would be like no way physically for him to get out of there within well, yeah, no the time shit. frame he was given. But like your dad was saying before, when we were talking about Don Search, he's fucking James. He's Mon. James Bond. Yeah. So he could have got out. Right. And I think yeah. I actually think that line is because what's his name? Uh, M was reading like a Jack London line where he said. I, I don't know exactly what it was, but it was basically talking about the difference between living and existing. Living and existing, and if he can, if he continues to live, but he can't see his daughter, all it is is man, like he's yeah. just he's not living. Perfect, perfect, exactly. Oh, yeah, and I think that's why the ending. Stop smiling, you're not a genius. <laughs> Mark understands movies on the first try, uh, but I'm glad, like <laughs> like uh, Johnny said earlier too. I'm glad they didn't pull like some Dark Knight shit where, well, he's I, just alive and living by himself somewhere. Alone. Because that's what he was doing in the beginning of the movie. But yeah. both Johnny and I thought that's what they were going to do. But, I'm, of course, I'm happy they didn't. And I think that's why they, that this movie was so goddamn good. Because they gave him the choice. And he'd rather die than live without the people he loves. Um, and as a James Bond thing, right? Isn't that like, a, well, like James Bond doesn't really attach himself to people like that. Or does well, he? Well, the whole James Bond thing is that he can't. That's James Bond cannot love. Every time he falls in love, the bitch always dies. Or it gets betrayed, and this time just, he died. Oh, right, shit. so it it can never always it never really always works out for him. So it never really always shut, works. Out. That, that sounds like a <laughs> that sounds like a title, Jesus. It never <laughs> really always some of the time. It never really always works out for him. Tomorrow is always some of the time. <laughs> but um, I think it was a fit, especially if you've seen like Casino Royale. It kind of I'm so I, I really that's the thing. A thing about the thing about these movies is that. If when if before this movie, the further they get along from like the order they came out in is how I'd rank them: Casino Royale, uh, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall, and then Spectre. Because the further they strayed from the the tone and the style of Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace, the less I like them. And because like the uh, like Skyfall kind of turned into a Batman movie. I didn't really care for that at all, even though I liked that movie as a whole. Uh, Spectre just kind of got. It was too. It was trying to lean. It was trying to lean back into the old classic James Bond, but it was too stylized while doing it, so it kind of didn't really fit. 
and I didn't really like it that much. But this one, I felt like it was it was it was leaning a little bit back into the classic James Bond stuff, but a little more naturally than Spectre and Skyfall were doing. Maybe maybe Spectre did, Skyfall did a little bit better, but like if, like if you compare like to the Dark Knight, right? That uh, that's a very very grounded universe, but they were able to he was able to shoot like put in those those characters in a way that oh this is like the comics but it was grounded and i think this happened the same way with like with blowfeld and the ending it felt like i guess i mean sort of it felt like it felt a little bit like a, a like a generic franchise movie near the end where he was in like this island or whatever and stuff like that but it felt like that james bond uh over the court along with his arc in the movies the movies got progressively more yeah. towards the classic kind of James Bond. I felt like that was more natural than Inspector. I like how. Oh, by the way, uh, Timmy, mystery shooter. Ah, where is it? Deadpool. Um, I like how this is has nothing to really do with what you were saying, but I like how for the first time ever, I saw people actually use grenades in a secret agent movie. I was like, yeah, thank you. How come no one ever uses grenades to try to kill James Bond? I like the one scene where he. The one comes down when he's in the he shaft, and up. he throws it up, and, like, four more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have died. I mean, I, I don't like the, like, grenades are made, so the shrapnel kills you, not the explosion. And he was like, oh, shrapnel doesn't exist, and he just jumps away five feet, and right. he doesn't die. I did, I, that's a, I, I, I felt. Hmm. What? I feel like there was a weird thing, and some of the action felt, I, I, don't, I don't know. Some of the action felt generic to me, and then some of it I thought it was generic, and then I saw the people going, the action is fantastic. What? Just doesn't like the way a shooter smells. Oh. But I, fe- I feel Take the tape off. I feel like the action was a little mixed. Like when they were like the first car chase scene, whenever he would make a turn, they would cut away from the car and cut to inside of the car. I thought that was a little frustrating. But really? I like I I the practicality of all the action, though. But... That that scene though with the car, incredible. I like when he throws, uh, he jumps off the bridge, and he go, he, he oh he the did, car's coming, and he like he, he like did rolls a, uh, into that little thing. What did he do? He did a Fast and Furious when did they he? when they jump off the bridge with that with that cable. I mean, which one? I can't remember. It was it was definitely uh, one of the movies. But I um when when he was in that car and like they were all shooting at him, and he was just like. What do you think he was doing? Just thinking or like trying to like make himself look cool? Like you know when there's scenes we were talking about last night, how like in that I one I think he was waiting for Well, you know what? just get shot. It it seems like that though, where it's like when Rami Malik was like, Okay, everybody, when James Bond comes in, I'm gonna throw this pillow in the air I'll and hit- just shoot it. Let's see what he does. <laughs> like like do, do these that's so weird. It's like, just some like, scenes it's don't just make like sense. a SNL skit type thing. Yeah. Do. Yeah, exactly. It's like like any James any movie you watch with uh where it's like serious, they take themselves seriously. I want you to imagine what that character is doing in that room before that scene got there. It's like, what are they just doing in there? But also, what he said about it felt like SNL or something. I that's why when I was saying this doesn't feel like James Bond at some moments. Like I don't know what Phoebe Waller Bridge contributed to the script, but I suspect that she had to, a, a lot to do with the comedic aspects to it. And I thought that sometimes the comedy was uh, was misplaced. Like right after right after all, all the Spectre is killed off with that with the with the nanobots and stuff. And they all die. The first, like literally two seconds later, he kills a guy, and then just drinks the glass. He's like, "Oh, I'm gonna drink it." Yeah, like and it yeah. felt like an SNL thing. Or, or when I he mean, pours, he's, he pours. He's her- done that in other movies where, like, if there's a drink available, that's like a James Bond yeah, thing. Yeah, but I've not, seen he, that. He's in- never, he's never drank in the movies in a comedic way. Like, like when he drinks in the movie, I don't, I don't movie- feel like that was like comedic. I think. Like I think it was too. James he Bond looked, he looked at binge the drink. drinking popular since he looked 19 at the, whatever. He looked at the drink and went, "Well, there's nothing else to do but drink it." And then later, they're in the middle of a fight, and uh, uh, Naomi, the not the other 007 is getting away with the guy they're trying to get, and he's like, "Hey, uh, oh that that hey, part hey, was wanna, comedic." Let's, uh, salute. Let's take a drink. I'm like, "This isn't." He wouldn't do that. Like, but um, I do I do think because the martini one where he grabs her out the thing and she's pushing the guy out the way. Yeah. that's. Like a common James Bond thing, I feel. I feel like I've well, seen not, that before. Yeah, well, not in this James Bond, at least. Really? I don't think it fit hit this iteration. I don't know. James the wh- the whiskey scene where he stops and pours two glasses and they yeah, both was, take a I shot. Like that, that part. How old is Daniel place. Craig? Fifty one. Right now, but I think when they filmed it, he was like. When 40. when they did the five year later thing, I'm like, does he have that much time left? Also, like, <laughs> they there's a lot of uh, parallels to Endgame in this. Whoa. Okay, open that up. So James Bond, right? 
He's, Marvel uh, Endgame. Huh? Marvel's Endgame? Avengers Endgame, yeah. Because think about it. Because what happens is something happens with James Bond that he gets split up, right? And then five uh, uh, five years passes. This, if five years passes in Endgame, five years passes in this movie. And after that five years passes, we find out that he has a child. And then he ends up dying at the end with the child. It's similar to how Tony Stark's uh, arc wrapped up. You think that's just is that like a common thing in movies, or do you think that's, that's just it's just a coincidence because this was supposed to release or like there's no way they saw Endgame and like write this into the movie, bro. But there was a lot there was a lot of parallels <laughs> with that. What? Why would they have spies worrying about like a supervillain, uh, when they got superheroes? Wait, what do you mean? Like, why would the spy be worrying? Like, why would James Bond be worrying about like? Somebody trying to kill everyone in the world when you got like superheroes that can just go in there and just like what are you beat talking the about? fuck out of them. You said it's happened in Endgame. Endgame took place now. No, I'm saying. No, <laughs> no I'm saying. Yeah, where was James, James Bond during the final battle the, scene yeah. in Endgame? A lot of stuff that happens is similar to. How no, I know, I know, I know. Especially I know like they cut to five years later. It's the same exact amount of years, and he has a kid who's roughly the same age. You know what I like? Always like think about like like where. James Bond retired. Where did he get all those gadgets at his beach house? And how did he afford that beach house? Like, does he even have a bank account? Like, what is what is his they life? They just gave him tons of money, and he just has it in offshore yeah, accounts. Yeah, they thought he was dead. Maybe they can't monitor <laughs> no, like, Come account. on. Like, He's what the James fuck? fucking Bond. He's he James can do it. fucking Bond. Of course he is. But I, I think the one thing I kind of had mixed feelings about is what the thing I liked about the all the other James Bond movies is that they never resort to, like, the world's at stake. And, like, in, in Casino Royale, it's about Le Chiffre who... This guy funding uh, international terrorism who is in debt and he needs to get this money. So James Bond stops him from getting the money. It's stuff like nobody's, the world isn't at stake. Quantum of Solace is just uh, buying up land and then, uh, and then like extorting the price of water and shit like that with the local government. Like it's always stuff like, it's, it's always small scale and it kind of gets bigger as it goes on. That's awesome. Yeah. But in this one, they had to go to the end of the world thing. And I'm like, oh, we've seen, but. But at the same time, it, I guess it kind of makes sense that it eventually progresses to it him saving to. a big chunk of the world, you know? Like, it, it would. I don't think it would have been as, as satisfying as a finale if it was just like, oh, he stopped some uh, some international trade that was illegal and it caused water to the price of water to skyrocket, but he stopped it. I don't feel. I feel like that was. Yeah. Good. No. I feel but, like it. I feel like the problem was good. Right. But like the inner the the, the cost he deserved of, it. Yeah. The cost of upping the scales, though, uh, you sacrifice originality. And th- but you and you go to like oh some nanobots and, and he you, wants to kill. You can't why really. why did Safin want to kill everybody? Well, he said it. Let you, me give you give me your his uh, motivation. Well, he, uh, as far as I can tell, because it, the way he actually explained it in the movie was that um, he he compares himself to James Bond. He says we're all the same. Me and you are the same. We both want the same thing. We basically just want it in different ways, and we're going to obtain it in different ways. And he wanted a better world in which he would get rid of everyone that he thought was basically inferior. People that he thought was not a good thing to have on the world like that doctor said to the uh the the female 007 he said to her i can uh and she's black by the way so he says um i can kill your entire race and then he she she, uh, proceeds to kill him so like they Mm -hmm. thought i guess races were inferior so he wanted to rid like open quote end quote cleanse the world so i guess his motivation was he wanted to take the um the bad parts of the world, what he thought was bad, uh, all the humans that were bad, um, and eradicate them. That's what he kind of said. We ever, did we ever get a part where he said why they think they're bad? Or I don't think we, I didn't notice. Actually, why no, I don't think so. That, no, there was people. a no. There was no why. They're then bad. no. Then I didn't no. understand. I, that. I'd I'd have to watch it again and yeah. like look and well, let's look for well that. let's think about it. Um, because. Because I, I guess could maybe he didn't expl- uh, explicitly say. It. I guess it could be just one of those generic things where it's like we have to make the bad guy relatable somehow. Uh, make him like James Bond, where he wants the world to be a better place, but he's going to a bigger extreme to yeah uh, succeed. Because because they um because he didn't. I don't think I noticed any part bit. where it said what uh like what type of people he was getting rid of. It just showed like. The world map and where it was supposed to kill people at. Yeah, we had no model for what she was mm. killing people did, yeah, off. Uh, the, the only thing was like, oh, it's all over the world. They just showed the red dot to come up on the screen. That is a good point. There was just a total, and it didn't say what type of people. Like, were they? Do you think uh, that would have been like a deleted scene kind of thing? That we might maybe 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 I, extended scene. I thought the even um, though I thought the nanobots were cliche, I still think they worked. 
Like, it was pretty terrifying. Like, well, you know that stuff's, like, not the nanobots, but the, the creating diseases to attack certain DNA, that's, like, a real yeah. thing. That's right. fucking terrifying. I always thought, like, in movies, do, they, do you think if they come up, like... Because if you're trying to figure out a, a plan for a villain, right, you're coming up with, like, the best plan to kill a bunch of people. Do you ever think that, like... They're like, wait a minute. I don't want to give anybody any ideas here. Well, so, like, do you think they have to go to like actual scientists or be like, hey, is this possible? Because if it, if it's not possible, I'll put it in the movie. But if it is, I don't want people well, to like, do it. What, I mean, what, it's what highly a, possible. What an idea yeah. to put into a movie during a pandemic. Hey, what if yeah, we well, make this attack everyone's DNA, which is literally and, possible? And guess what? Yeah. Now it's, it's now it's in your DNA forever. You can't get it out. It's permanent. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about that? Yeah. I it, mean. Theoretically, everything that happens technically possible. Right. But like, well, the, how far off we are from it? Who knows? Obviously, well, I love how this is the uh, like, like I, the one thing I thought was like a little whatever is when M was like, oh, it turns out M was working on this, and they were. It's like obviously this is the worst idea ever. Obviously, like it would totally. There's no way you make this and and you and you you don't say this is going to get out of hand. Like obviously this is going to get out of hand. I, I didn't think that was believable. It's obviously the worst. Plan well, don't they ever. say that with like everything that's like a that they're doing? There's like if the government's working on it, they're like, "Oh, we never, we never thought somebody would steal it and use it as a weapon." Yeah. Well, the thing is, there's like, uh, there's like this conundrum. Uh, it's like a philosophical thing where it's like, <clears throat> if you know something exists, you know you're capable of doing something. Y- you're you have to do it because if you do, don't, somebody else will. So it's like once you have the knowledge that something's possible, you're gonna want it. Do usually, it. always ends up becoming true. So if like any world government said, "Hey, this thing is possible," it would be horrible for the world. We're they're gonna usually they're gonna do it because then somebody else, somebody else will do it no matter so what. Usually, most things that become like discovered, whether they be good or bad, always ends up being uh, actually made. Um, so yeah, it was a horrible idea, but I guess it's like, well, it's either we do it or somebody else does it, you know, or we do it and somebody steals it from us, and yeah. that's how they end up doing it. Because well, if we yeah. didn't do it, then they wouldn't have ended up doing. It. I can I I did. What did you think? Because before the movie came out, everybody's like, oh, they're gonna wokeify the movie, and the new 007, she's going to take over the James... Like, no, she's not. Nobody ever said that. She's a side character in the movie, who I thought was fantastic. I thought I, I thought all the side characters... I thought uh, uh, Anna de Ar- Paloma, Anna de Armas' character, the CIA agent, and uh, the new 007, I thought they were fantastic. Yeah. I had no problem with... The way they did, I had no problem with. But it was all like the... When the movie first started coming out, or when it was supposed to come out, when the filming first started, and all the articles on, like... Like Daily Mail and like spoof news was just like, oh, they're ruining James Bond. They're gonna make it a woman. They're gonna do this. They're gonna do that. Right. It's all like, just um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I I, I can't help you out here. Um, yes, they were just trying to get clicks. Speculation? No, no. It's all it's all just like to uh, cause our a new character, Jasmine. It was, Bond. Provo- it was provocative. <laughs> and yeah. also, and like, what do you call it? And I and they, they like Bond. when you listen to like their actually fun fact for you. The first James Bond production was a TV show, a TV movie. It was Casino Royale, but they uh, it, it it took place in the U.S. and it wasn't James Bond. It was Jimmy Bond. Jimmy Bond. <laughs> but and so anyway, but um, but like you when you read all the articles, like they're wokeifying James Bond, or whatever. They make you think that people are going around going, "Listen, James Bond, I think the way you touch women is problematic, and you should probably stop doing it." But then you go to the movie. Nobody ever said he lays out on top I, of like a I woman think in this. The way you're <laughs> like, meanwhile, that there's that, literally nothing like that in the movie. Well, meanwhile, if if anything, that the the agent in the blue dress in the beginning, if anything, she kind of sexually harasses James Bond. He's like, "All right, take your clothes off." He's like, "Whoa, shouldn't we get acquainted first? <laughs> right? <laughs> if anything, which is kind of funny. No, when you look like that, it's impossible to sexually harass a man. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> anyway, but um. Yeah. There goes our podcast career. What? Um I I I yeah, I never I actually when um what was the actress's name that was the new 007? Lashana Lynch. Lashana Lynch cuz her only name in the movie is 007, right? Well, it's not. It's like Nomi. Uh so her name is Nashana? Her her actor name is Lashana Lynch. So when Lashana Her name uh, is Nomi. Nomi. Okay, so when Nomi was like, "Hey, do you need a ride?" I was like, "Okay, is this going to be a bad guy?" What? I just thought um, it was a hooker. <laughs> <laughs> when when Nomi... When, I, well, I recognized her, when, so I knew. When Nomi was like, do you want to ride? I thought she was going to be a bad guy. And then, she's like, is that the bedroom? I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy fucks. Like, can we not make this like a... Fu- like, every well, single dude, 10 minutes where this guy has sex? This is horrible. Well, dude, I love... No, that's the best part. In, in Quantum of Solitude, in Casino Royale, right? He's just... 
He's he's slamming drinks and laying down on top of ladies every chance he gets. <laughs> but in Quantum of Solace, man, you in Quantum of Solace, you because also he's mourning because he got betrayed by Vesper in the first one. So it's all about him like getting over that. And in that one, man, he's out for revenge and he is, doesn't give a fuck in that movie. He's going around getting the best hotels to stay in, drinking the best alcohol, laying down on top of every single lady, man. <laughs> It's so good, and I love that. I love that movie. Like, that movie is so good because it portrays James Bond as the psychopath no, he is. Whenever I just <laughs> wants to kill people and have sex with as many oh, ladies yeah. as he wants, whenever, it's so good. Whenever I see that, all I think about is a really fat guy in his basement writing what he wishes his life was. I can't. It actually takes me out of the movie oh, when I see you. that. I'm not joking. It does. What are you a terrorist? I'm, no. Are you referring <laughs> to George R. R. Martin? <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine George R. Martin uh, fucking writing a James Bond? Well, he wrote fucking... And he's like, and then there's lesbians. Like, whoa, George, hey, this is not that kind of movie. He wrote, um... Why can't I think? Jesus Christ. Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like, I blanked yeah. out. And, like, I know, there's all the nudity in that's that. That's why I just said just lesbians, like, <laughs> because he has that. And, like, he has, like, incest in every single episode. Not every episode, but... So it's like, can you imagine makes a James Bond movie? It's the weirdest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> but, no, that actually takes me out of the movie when there's, like, too... When he's too much of a cool guy. Like, when... That's the whole point of his character. No, I know. Okay, <laughs> yeah. sorry. Let me... When, when he just, like literally like sleeps with as many girls as he wants i'm like this is just every every man's like dream and that's why i can't buy it well in in quantum of solace he sleeps with well i think i don't know if he ever reaches more than two in one movie no two in one movie no, no, no. is more than i've ever two had in, <laughs> two in one movie he does inspector that was a joke he has sex with two ladies, Inspector. Can you imagine having sex with two ladies within a, a two-hour span, Johnny? That's a lot of Also, while trying to complete an impossible mission. Yeah, yeah. In the <laughs> like, middle yeah, I got of time. It. Yeah, exactly. It's like... That's what's so cool listen, about Listen, it, it is the dream, right, to just be a secret agent and do that. Listen, if, the, if you've ever wanted motivation to join the CIA or something, this is the movie to do that. You're not doing any of that shit in the CIA, but if you want to, like, dream, watch this movie and then join the CIA and realize that you made the wrong choice. <laughs> um, you know, speaking of which, I, I like that line... That was in the trailers that M said was like you used to be able to get in a room with the bad guy and now the bad guy's just in the ether, right? He's just all over the place. Yeah. I like that where it's like, you know, yeah, the future is coming. We can't really fight people on the same land. We can't fight people in the same room. It's like, it's just all online. It's satellites. It's your silicon that didn't break. That's thin glass. What was that? It's, it's your favorite shot glass. Oh. Um, so I uh, I like that they included that where it's like we don't really know how to fight these battles anymore and it's becoming really really well, scary. They've been, they've been doing that for basically like since since, since Skyfall. Skyfall. Yeah, yeah. And in Skyfall, and the whole point of Skyfall is that he was getting old and he has an injury in his shoulder. He's not a good shot anymore. Then Spectre in this movie, he's just a crack <laughs> shot and never gets out of breath. I like again. that. I like that scene. Dang him! Shot. Oh, he's oh, a shot. That's a good one. Go ahead, take. I'll I take. I feel it. like we've yeah. said shot multiple times. You have, but you were saying like take a shot, and I didn't want to oh. be that. You could have dinged him for that. How do you like? Listen, huh? How do you like? I like, I wait, 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 wait. I, I like that choice. one scene where he's walking into the stairwell, and all of a sudden he's like, like yeah. that. Look, that's <laughs> fucking so cool. Oh, at the, near the end. Yeah, we just flipped and shot. Ooh. Well, yeah, because the tunnel looked like a barrel. Yeah, so that's that was why they so did it. good. That was awesome, man. I love that. Also, the the double oh seven, the new double oh seven. I like how they gave they gave him the double oh seven back. I thought that was cool because I think what a lot of people were frustrated about is like if he didn't I die th- as double oh seven. Well, yeah, or maybe that, or I like, would have been so if if, even more if the upset. new double oh seven it was like frustrated. Like you know how like you know in a movie where you you have that character that just makes the movie so frustrating. And like they're at, they're at a competitive level with the protagonist. It's like oh, oh yeah, I, oh, thought like I thought they were gonna Halo do- Five. Right in this one, they it was competitive. You have no idea what I'm talking about. I was just shut, shutting you up so I can continue. Um, <laughs> but in this one, they are competitive, but it's in a playful way. Like but she, they, they don't. She realizes each- that he's better than her. Right. Like I like when they he's been reinstated as a double O, and she goes double O what? Yeah. Uh huh. And then they ignore her, and she's like, Yeah, that's crazy. Double O what? I yeah, do like that she, humor. What's that? That's where I, I like. Thought, that's where I thought it fit. That's where I thought it was misplaced. Really? Yeah. Really? No, I felt like it was placed there. I well, it obviously makes and they never sense. they never I, answered it either. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. Yeah, I was always curious. What number was he? Was she? No, was he him? Because they gave him the double O back. They He's, brought him back as an right. agent. But then oh, they, they, yeah, you're right. And, right. and after that, o. after that, they were still calling her double double O seven. Yeah, double O ten. But, but also, they never said what double O he was. I love that they also gave her like she also like first of all like her physical like usually like look I'm not be, 
usually when ladies are in the movies they in their fighting they always have to do like the leg scissor head kick thing like yeah. they throw them around and you're like okay Black I have Widow. to I have to sus- or they kick a guy while standing straight up and sending him flying that 200 pound man and like whatever and it doesn't make any sense physically no. but in this one her I thought her physicality was very very strong mm. like she looked like she could do everything she was doing in this movie and then yeah. she and she looked like she was very dangerous and I like how she her she, had, she was like super stylish too I think she that's was very, she was as slick as he yeah. was. I like that. I think that's what they have to do a lot now. Instead of uh, they 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 tend to make both both uh, sexes have the same fighting styles. I think it's cool when they're different because like okay that makes sense. Like if like you have uh, well, like James Bond and he does all that stuff, but then I'm not saying this is what happened in the movie, but then you have like uh, a woman who's uh, like the best shot like in the entire like whatever. Like she knows how to work like a fucking firearm, you know. So I feel like. What you said, although I explained it differently in my from my perspective of just how movies are, um, I agree with you. I think that I think that's really cool. How it's like, oh, okay, that that makes a lot more sense. Right. There was there was nothing that she did that wasn't that you had because I don't mind suspending my disbelief because there's no way in real life they don't fight you like that in real life, yeah, and no. there's no way he yeah. would a one guy could kill forty people. Yeah. But they did it in a way where she's fighting. You don't have to suspend your disbelief yeah. at all. Yeah. I like that. I like how they handled her, and I liked. Uh, the, I wish she, the other girl was in the Anna de Armas' character. She was cool. Was in, I, I like wish her. she was in more of the movie. That she was fun. Yeah, I thought she was fun. That's the thing. I know, like, I don't want them to continue this, but I want to see both of their characters again. That's where the HBO TV show is going to come. But I don't want them to do a continuation of this. But I want, <laughs> I, just, them, yeah. I want to see them. But yeah, I think you know, like they might. Do, I I think it would be cool if they did. Um, it might be too confusing, but like with M, uh, what's her name, Judy Dench. She was also M in the Pierce Brosnan movies, even though th- those are a separate continuity. It's not the same bunch of it, but they brought her over as M. If they can do that with like both of those, I would like that a lot. But it might be too confusing for audiences. They might think it's the same James Bond because they're probably confusing they're, for me. They're too like specific of characters. If, if, if someone didn't tell me, I'd probably be like, "Wait a second, what?" Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I like I keep saying I was I, very moved when James Bond died, man. It's the end of an era. And how we like actually saw it the way we saw it, and he like fucking exploded like that. Dude, the, the deaf guy. Ne- oh yeah, there was a deaf guy next. There was a sign language guy next to me during the movie. What did I say? Sign language. Oh, that's a good one. Nice. Oh, I should have just said deaf guy. Nice. But um, he yeah. was uh, the movie started right, and I see him like keep pointing at the screen, and I'm like, okay, oh, I was like, oh god, god please. Don't. I was like, is he gonna stop doing that? And then the movie starts. He points at the screen. They cut to like the snow. He points at the screen again, and then they cut to Safin walking in the snow. And he points again. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? Like, why does he keep pointing? And then I look over, and his mom or somebody is like doing sign language, and yeah. she would do all the dialogue and sign language to him. So you would have had, you would have thanked you anyway. Yeah. So I was like, at first, I was like, what the fuck? And then I realized it was a deaf guy. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool, actually. But then, uh, what do you call it? But then it was, it was getting distracting, like in my peripheral vision. So I had to sit with like my fingers, like on the side of my eyes, so I could to block out my peripheral vision, and it worked. But my elbow was getting very painful near the end. <laughs> is there so? I, w- I want to ask, do you think, because uh, we all liked the movie, and we all were like, ta- and we keep talking about the way he died, why he died, and if it was a good uh, good for him to die. I just want to hunt. Hunt, hunt. Do you think there'd be a better way to end his last movie? I don't, I, I was, I knew, I would need more time to say if there was a better way to end it, but I do think there's better ways for the plot to go, or the, in the tone of the movie to go. Go ahead, tell me. I think if you... I think with a rewrite, and I also a lot of this is is because they were under the gun. Like Harry Fukunaga said that they had like a third of the time that they usually would have if they were going to make make a movie because they changed directors last minute. He was also like rewriting the script during production and in post production. But I think if you made it so it was, I think take like do something with the take the nanobots out or make it something less cliche but as world affecting. I think if you make it so that. James Bond takes on global warming. Well, they they sort of make a, like allude to that in Quantum of Solace, like a global oh, warming thing. But I think if you change that around, and I think if you change the tone, like especially with the humor, like if you change the humor and you change you change the tone a little bit, so it felt a little more like Casino Royale at some points. Casino Royale, mm-hmm. but uh, as grounded as you can make it, with. Um, Casino Royale, but with elements of the classic James Bond in it. I don't think that was this. I think this was... I think this moved too much to a generic franchise movie. Uh, I think there was some aspects of a generic franchise movie in it, with, like, the nanobots and 
and all over. And, and I think, I think there are like I can't, I can't sit here and like give you a rehash of the plot that's way better because I'm not a professional screenwriter. But I do. I feel like there there'd be a different way for the tone to go. I would say. Kevin, what are you gonna say? I could agree with him on that though. What uh, were you gonna say before though? Because I think I cut you off on something. Sorry if you don't remember. Oh, oh, oh uh, I was going on. Uh, I don't know if like I missed a part of it, but the one scene where uh, right before the guys break in and steal the virus and steal that scientist. Yeah. Uh, they're in like the steal. A, you kidnap a scientist. Well, they kidnapped him. <laughs> yeah, steal. We stole one. Um. Yeah, he was uh, going to get his lunch, and I guess the lady was using it for her experiment. She had. Oh a, yeah, like, yeah. What was it? What was in it? Like e. tomato coli? soup or something. Oh, oh, yeah, oh like that. Like e. coli in it or whatever. She put it in. She just put the sticker. Just put the smallpox on, on it. Oh, small. Yeah, smallpox. And then he goes to he throws it down and then goes to wash his hands. The water never turns on in the sink. It just like I felt like it just cut, and the next thing you know, he's just walking over to his desk, rubbing his dry hands that he didn't even wash. I'm like, how'd they miss yeah. this? Oh, the, I, um, for such a big movie. What did I'm sorry, you, I don't know how you reminded me of this. What? Why was uh, the main villain? What? What was his thing with the plants? Like, why was that a thing? Because it was his, his dad. dad. His dad. That's right. You said that earlier. You did, didn't you? How many drinks already? Uh, maybe a little bit. That was that was cool. That was cool. I did like that. And how the guy with the, how she she I guess she lied about the guy with the bionic eye. How he she was like, oh, this uh blinds you if you put it in your other eye, and it it didn't blind him. But then um, he was like, oh, let me see. Yeah, let me see. But it didn't even blind him, so it doesn't even. Also, matter. I didn't like the puns. Well, we don't know if it blinded him because he just got his he has his other robotic eye. So they never made a thing if they blinded him. Mm. Um, I don't. I didn't like the puns. What puns? Like when the guy's eye exploded, and he goes, "Hey, I just showed him the watch. It blew his mind." <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" I, yeah. I found I didn't like that. <laughs> there was a, there was a few of those like that. But there's all like the, the way his mannerisms were in some scene, like when he was talking to Blofeld in that one scene, and I was like, "Is he doing like he's trying to be nice or whatever?" But I've never seen like if you watch all these other movies, he's never been like, hey, Blofeld, how you doing, buddy? Like, he was very weird and fidgety. And I, I feel like he was just trying to get information. He was trying to, yeah, like, but be it, good. It, it felt like And he, not lose his cool. I felt like that scene was good, though. I felt like you... I noticed that he was trying I, yeah, his I, hardest I, to be nice and, like, right. talk to him. I like how they built up that for, scene. It was awkward for him, too, it felt. Yeah. I liked how they built up that scene, though, with the music, and he's coming down like a Hannibal Lecter type thing. I thought that was very I unnerving. I slow that was. But, like, but when he's doing that, there were some scenes where it felt like... Have you, have you, did you see Knives Out? Yeah. It felt like he was doing uh, Benoit Blanc, but with a British accent sometimes. Like, the way he was moving around. I think it, there was there was times where he was moving, I was like, this doesn't feel like James Bond. Like, But then there would be other points like, that's James Bond. I don't... It was very Nixon... Mishy masher. I don't. I. You, I don't know. Yeah, I. I don't think I was able to pay attention enough to notice that, or I haven't seen the other ones to really pick up on that. But um, guys, let's. Uh, there's nothing else to say. I think we should. Uh, oh, do you want to do that? The. Uh, the new thing. All right, so we're gonna try a new segment where we're going to uh, do some box office predictions. Um, it's gonna be. Uh, it's not permanent yet. We're gonna try it out. See how it goes a little bit, and um. That's about it. John's going to explain it so to us. So before every episode or before every weekend in the episode, we're going to predict what the box office rankings will be uh, for the next, the top five box office rankings for the next, this upcoming weekend will be. So let's say, let's say right now it was Wednesday and we go, okay, so Mark, I think, I think uh, number one is going to be no time to die. Number two is going to be uh, uh, venom. And number three is going to be this or whatever, et cetera, et cetera. And then we come back next week and see who was the most right. Oh, I got it then. So, okay. So, um, so, so would we be doing, yeah, let's do, let's do the three you just said. Um, and then the, the, oh my gosh, uh, Halloween kills and the, what's the other movie you said? So we're, so we're not, yeah, we're not the last duel. I was yeah. going to get to that. Okay. We're not doing. We're not. We don't do the specific movies because it's a guessing game. We do the specific weekend. Oh. So the weekend of October fifteenth. Yeah. Is, this is our predictions for the weekend October because if we already know the estimates for this weekend, it wouldn't be. So, um, so October fifteenth, adding to the mix is the last duel in Halloween Kills, um, and they will go up against No Time to Die, Venom, 
Adam's Family 2, and Shang-Chi. And, you know, Sopranos movie and stuff like that. Um, so I think for uh, October 15th weekend, I think, because the tough one is Halloween Kills. Is that going to be number one or number Halloween two? Halloween Kills is going to be number one. Because it's project. I think for that weekend, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, but it's also James Bond's second weekend. No, Halloween Kills is going to be number one for that weekend. Um, but then, so this, well, is, this is what I think is going to happen. Well, we have to, we have to do it in the video. I was going like, to okay, say go my rankings and you'd say I'm yours. sorry, you're right, go ahead. So I'm gonna go. Fuck, I'm gonna okay. So I'll go. Hmm. All right. Halloween kills. Just edges out. Uh, edges out. Uh, Bond, and then not, No Time to Die number two. Uh, Venom number three. Adam's family. No. Uh, Last duel number four. Adam's family two number five. It's literally what I was gonna say, though. Yeah, I, that's what I feel. Cause, cause I, I, feel I thought like, we were ranking only next weekend. Well, that's what he that's just did. This is next. That's weekend. what he just did. That's what's coming out next weekend. Yeah, that's yeah. all the movies that are out next week. Not that are coming out this weekend. That, that are, are out. That are gonna be in theaters. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I would give the same ranking, but I would like to add. I know we we don't have to do it till next weekend, but I, I would like to add with the James Bond thing, is that this weekend obviously does the best. Next weekend, it's gonna be second behind. Uh, Halloween Kills, but then obviously the, on the third weekend it's going to be number one in well, my opinion. It's again. either going to get real hyped up this weekend. Well, no, it wouldn't be because Dune's next weekend after. Oh that shit, Dune. Dune! Fuck, bro, this is a crazy month. But it, it, James, it might, but James Bond might have good enough legs to beat out uh, Halloween Kills. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think, think I just think that I think James Bond and Halloween Kills are going to be neck and neck. I yeah. just think anyone that was like a big James. Bond fan that was going to give it its huge push already went to see it. Well, yeah, if you noticed, the whole theater was full of a bunch of old, older so crowd. Older demographics have better holdovers in the opening weekends. So, so what I'm saying is the the big Halloween fans are also going to do the same. They're all going to go opening weekend, and they're going. I think they're going to do a lot better than James why Bond it, for the second. Why weekend. is it coming out so early? No, but why no, aren't but they doing that like on Halloween? Like, because what? then the the vibe is over, you know. I'm yeah, but yeah. If the James Bond demographic isn't as excited to get out opening weekend, the James Bond movies te- usually have better uh, holdovers for the second weekend. So if everybody, if all the younger people are going to go to see Halloween Kills, I don't know if it would have the greatest. Um, uh, so a second, like let's here, let me look up the second. I feel I feel like it would have a better hold if it came out on Halloween. I feel like it would be more nostalgic for people. I feel like it would have a better lasting memory, and I feel like it would just be cool to go see a Halloween movie opening on Halloween. Well, because what happens is the whole Halloween vibe is, you know, it's Halloween. You want to get all that money in before Halloween's over. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I understand that. I'm just yeah, Welcome, saying. Amanda, if for anyone listening. Amanda jumped <laughs> I'm in. I'm just saying, like, I feel like I'd have more nostalgia if I went and saw it either right the day before Halloween or Halloween night. I feel like that would be more fun and more like uh, so here, nostalgic. Yeah. <clears throat> so wait, let me just really quick. So for the the first Halloween movie, right? Um, its first weekend was seventy six million. It broke the October uh, October record that Venom just broke. Or, or no, well, Joker broke it. Uh, actually, no, ninety six million. So that's not true. Um, but then it was number one the second weekend with thirty one million, and then uh, it dropped sixty five percent the third the third weekend to ten million, sixty three to three million, and then eighty two percent to seven hundred. It was in, it was it was in the top seventeen. So this, I think I think. Uh, Halloween Kills might have a big drop, a faster drop off than James Bond. Um, let me look at Skyfall really quick. I Maybe think it'll be talk. do better over opening weekend, but overall, it's going to be opening weekend. It's going to be height, obviously, but I think it's just going to die off right after yeah. that. Yeah. I, also, for the Halloween thing of like why they release it earlier than on Halloween is because. The people that watch those movies also want to enjoy their Halloween without yeah. without yeah, going no. to a movie. Right. So they're gonna push off from being either on that weekend or even the weekend before, and it's gonna be earlier because I think one of the Halloweens was actually released on Halloween, and I think it like it was one of one. I don't it quote tanks. me on it, but it was like one of the worst because people like don't want to cancel I their get, plans. I understand. <laughs> I understand why. I just yeah. feel like if if it's even though it's already out, I think I'd. Would have fun seeing it on. Well, Halloween. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like Halloween morning, and you and still sh- can. Yeah, no, no, I, I know that's what yeah, I'm saying. Just I said, not opening night. I'm just gonna like, if I were to go, I'd go that time. Yeah. So the James Bond movies hold better than the Halloween movies because then the within that's the, what and Halloween's uh, third uh, fourth week 
it, or fifth week, it was in the top 17. Skyfall in its fourth week um, was still number two with 16 million. And then you go to Spectre, uh, similar numbers for Spectre. Spectre had a, fa- a faster drop off than Skyfall because it wasn't received as well. Well, longer. I mean, James Bond's probably a bigger movie for Well, I'm size. saying the older demographic, I was saying with Mark, and then he said the complete opposite. I said the older demographic t- uh, will have uh, better. The movies with older demographics have better uh, drop-offs because the older audiences aren't that keen on seeing an opening weekend and then never yeah. seeing it again. Oh, They're I more did, likely. I didn't know what you meant. Yeah, and then you went. Yeah, well, Halloween. It's I gonna thought have you a good, meant the you know, reverse. Yeah, yeah. The thing so, I, I also agree that in this circumstance that um, James Bond will probably do better overall because it's the last James Bond. Halloween, we don't know when the fuck it's ending. Yeah, so. yeah, that's, um, that, that's like James yeah. Bond times ten. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I think this is the. I don't even know. Is this the ninth or tenth Halloween Michael coming Myers out? Michael Myers as 007. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I do think that Michael Myers in Halloween thirty two. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Um, I do think it'll do better overall. <laughs> However, Halloween will probably have the best opening night of the can, year. Can you imagine Michael Myers walking the best through opening a hallway? Night? Huh? Like with a fucking what, no, hold on, hold on. What do you mean by best opening night? Like the money that they make. You think it's going to be very co- higher than Venom? Yeah. So I, what are you predicting for its opening weekend? I don't. I don't think specific. I don't know, but definitely uh, higher than any other movie. Can you imagine? Hold on, can you imagine Michael Myers walking through that entire, uh, No Time to Die like uh, island, and he just keeps getting riddled with bullets. And he just keeps walking, just <laughs> killing everybody. He's like, we can't stop but him. He just keeps I just, walking. Like. I know it's a big movie, and like it's big that it's there's a new one after however many years. Well, I mean, well, it's, it's on. two. It's only I don't, I don't want to talk too much about it because we, we are running out of time, and this is the James Bond episode. So let's go into the movie recommendation. Let's wrap it up. Johnny, what do you got for us this week? Okay, the movie goodbye. recommendation <laughs> is Casino Royale. Okay. It's so good. It's, it's such a tremendous movie, man. I wa- Yeah, I watched a recap on it just so I know a little bit about it. Yeah. And it's like it kept – it was only 11-minute video, and I was just sitting there, and they like – Talk about a scene, and then the next scene, then, like, you'd see your three, like, common scenes, like, the height of each one, and then it comes to the end, and you're like, and it looks like the end of the movie, setting up for another one, and then they just kept talking, and talking, and then another height came, and then right. it fell, was, was resolved, and then another thing came, and it was right. resolved, and like, I love how long is this fucking movie, I, I I'm like, this looks the, so good. I love that the poker takes up such a big chunk of the plot, too, it's like 50 minutes, yeah, that's minute, what I noticed, like, I, the poker game is 50 minutes long, and, like, they keep doing, and, dude, th- I don't care what... I, it's literally impossible to to fuck up a poker scene. There's just something about people going like, "Oh, do, trip triple aces," like that, and looking at the camera like, like that, and then the and the the main guy goes, "Flush," and then everybody, and then you, and then he puts down like the best hand, and then the guy goes. As everybody starts clapping and stuff, <laughs> yeah. and like the looks that they give each other, there's the, you, you cannot no, mess you that up. It's so good. I love it. I love that poker scene, and I love <laughs> that he like the stuff that he does in between the the the, the rounds of poker or whatever, or the the breaks they take in between. It's such a good movie, man. And it's there's so many cool moments. That's that's what I was like. Oh. Well, I knew the premise of it. I just wanted to watch a recap just to know. I haven't seen the movie, right? But just watching it, I was like, okay, all right, okay, it's, all right. This is over. The video's over. There, ending the movie. And it'll lead into the next movie. And right. like, and they kept talking. Like, okay, so there's another scene. Now there's an even longer scene. What, what is going on? Right. It's so it, it doesn't. It's a very, and it puts him through the ringer too as a character. Gene. It's not just like a good action movie. It has it puts him through the ringer like as a character emotionally and stuff like that. And I think it, and for a first movie, it explores a lot about James Bond's character. Well, I'm convinced. I'll probably, I'll have. To, I think I have to watch all of these. We were supposed to do I it have before. The if you want to, let's this not came get out, into that. But none of our schedules line up. Um, none of us have enough time. Before we wrap up, let's do a word reveal, and then we'll close out. My words were last movie, sign language, boat, plant, and then the uh, phrase "his bionic eye." Uh, my words were shot, nanobot, super virus, MI6, and genetically engineered. Hurry up, Johnny. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Um, I, hurry put, up. I put dies, which Mark said. I put said. Welcome, like Mark said. Seven, Mark didn't say it. And then last, like Mark Guys, said. Guys, thank you for watching the 20th episode of Screenshots. I had to leave this room and... um I farted. <laughs> I'll see oh, my you, God. I'll see you guys later. Bye, bye. <laughs>
They don't like how it smells. I took a... I popped like four Benadryls before I got here. I've been hallucinating this whole time. I actually... I was hallucinating so hard that I hallucinated this being... Uh, that uh, Mark being a good podcast host. That's how fucked up I was. Mark today, Mark today, he goes, he goes, I don't know what it is, man, but whenever we do screenshots and I get drunk, for some reason when I get drunk, only when I get drunk, I just want to have, I just want to have sex with men with penises when I get drunk. And I said, Mark, it sounds like, it sounds like you're gay. And he goes, no, I'm not gay. I dig chicks. I only don't dig chicks when I'm drunk. And I said, that sounds like a you problem, man. He says, but I'm not gay. You know this is all recorded, Johnny. Yeah, I know. Mark's gonna be in a Mark's gonna be in a Batman movie and they're gonna cast him as the penguin. Because <laughs> he likes getting pegged because he's gay with actual cocks. And since <laughs> and since <laughs> since a man since Amanda since he's a weak man and Amanda has full control over over him, since she has control she's gonna be poison HIV. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. She's uh and then um uh the and then Tim is gonna be the diddler. <laughs> <laughs> I stole these from the internet by the way. <laughs> <laughs>